Hello and welcome to Circle of Parks podcast episode number 72. We will be discussing Hollywood Studios ride line cues and ranking them in our opinion. There is so much to see and do. We are here to help guide you through. But before we do that, we must talk Disney merch. So it's been a little while since I have talked about any ears on Disney merch. And so today on Shop Disney, they have some new The Main Attraction ear headbands for adults. And this one is Cinderella Castle Fireworks. It's a limited release for $34.99. And it's one of these later items that are coming out for the 50th anniversary. And let me just say, like, these new 50th anniversary items in the merch have, I don't know where they were a year ago. Because these ears, they're black. And then they've got, like, fireworks that are in really pretty colors, kind of like a fuchsia and teal and gold. You've got the, like, a little golden castle in the middle of the two ears. And then on one of the ears on the backside, it says 50. So had these been out a little over a year ago, I would have bought them and been wearing them ever since. But that is something to go check She'd out. She'd be wearing on, them right now. <laughs> maybe on podcast episodes, and I would have been wearing them the few times we've been to Disney during the 50th. So anyway, go check that out at shopdisney.com. So they were having a lot of issues with supply chain. I know. With a lot of the merchandise. That's why you're seeing a lot of the merchandise come out with two months to go. Yeah. And... Is it just me, or have the new commercials for the Disney 50th been better? I feel like everything 50th <laughs> has been better because, the like, end. the merch, you know, not just what I just talked about, but some of the other shirts and things we've been seeing, the cups, like, mugs and all that, uh, and just, yeah, I just feel like a lot is they better fi- at the They end. figured it out. <laughs> they they figured finally it out. figured it out now that it's almost over. Yes, and you know, like I read somewhere, maybe it was Damaro that said it in a recent article that a lot of the changes we're seeing, not necessarily just related to the 50th, but just in general, is because they're listening to the guests. That's what we said in the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, maybe even some of this other stuff that we're seeing, they're like, oh, the guests really gravitate towards this. We need to make that change when we're doing commercials or whatnot. Speaking of articles, a coworker of mine today at work asked me why Animal Kingdom was closing. Oh, because there's some clickbait out there. Yes. yes. There is some clickbait articles out there suggesting that in 2025, mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom Park is going to close mm-hmm. and it's going to be replaced with the conservation area because it costs too much to operate. Yeah. I, I, I'm saying this right now. They are not closing any part of these parks. This is the park's are the only thing making them money right now. Yeah, and that and that so the only reason why I knew about that is because someone had sent it to me and I was like, "No, but what is in this?" you know, because so many articles out there the headlines don't fit what's in them anyway. Yeah. And but yeah, it's just it was just So I did read the article. Mm-hmm. And they were using the reason of the Yeti hasn't worked since it opened after like the Yeti went in Expedition Everest, the Yeti that you see, they call it Disco Yeti now, right? hasn't worked since a month after Expedition Everest opened. And they were using that as an excuse of why they're going to close Animal Kingdom because they cannot afford to fix the Yeti. 
Here is why they cannot afford to fix the Yeti. Because it's made into the mountain. It is built into the attraction. They would have to dismantle the entire ride to fix the Yeti. And that's just... Yeah. Even if you are doing great, that's that's not worth it to fix. Plus, for people just going by it, Mm -hmm. the strobe light Yeti, disco Yeti, Mm -hmm. it looks just fine. It does. I mean, it's you don't need it to be... You're not going to know notice it moving towards you you're going so fast right yeah so he told me i'm like no yeah. uh, we bet a bottle of water <laughs> in 2025 animal kingdom is not going to be closing no it's not because and if it was you would probably already have been hearing yes like legitimate now i'm never gonna articles. say never i mean right not to say it but, but if it was happening in the next two years these you would have articles yeah. are so clickbaity right and when i read it i was like this is no. complete but yeah but that's but yeah, for Mount Everest, that's why it hasn't been fixed because it is part of the mountain. There's several articles out there about it, videos that have talked about it. And like Zach just said, you're going by it so fast that that's probably another reason why they haven't tried other things because you're not really going to see it, It's the, just... the movement. I mean, yes, you might for a split second, but you're going by it so fast. Anyway, half the time I feel like I even miss the strobe lights. Yeah, you just, it's, so, anyway, if yeah. you see that article, completely disregard it. Now, I know we give our opinions on stuff here too, yeah. but we're not going to be just blatantly putting right. out stuff Now, like you know, That's there's ridiculous. certain areas of that park that, Yes, Dino Land is probably going to get rethemed, yes. Yes, but as far as the whole park, no. No, that's, the parks are the only thing making Disney money right now. They'd be crazy to close any part of the parks. Yes. They're going to be, I mean, they should be probably expanding them. Right. Which we may be seeing in the future. I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah, D23, there were some suggestion, su- su- blah, suggestions. <laughs> Big word that, there. Sorry, guys. I'm nasally a little bit again. The weather here is changing from in the 60s to in the 30s to coming back to the 60s. And my sinuses just don't know what to do. If you like the seasons, move to Tennessee. You'll get all four <laughs> seasons in one day sometimes. Yes. And I don't know why it still bugs me because I've lived here all my life. But. All right. Anyway, let's get into this. Episode number yeah. 72, Hollywood Studios Q's ranked there's some heavy hitting attractions here mm-hmm. and I, I think hollywood studios when it comes to attractions i mean they're all except for one or two they're big ticket yeah, attractions. majority of them are they're big ones yes now again before we get started this is just this isn't focusing on the rides or the pre-shows this is just the line cue meaning where you're standing while you're waiting in the 45-minute wait or however long the wait is. That's short for Hollywood Studios. Well, I'm just using that <laughs> as an example. We need to do a pre-show rankings. Yeah, but... Ooh, that'd be good. In a few months. Well, it would be we'll too get, close to Show this. idea. Yes. Show idea. Okay. Yes. All right, so let's get into this. All right, so again, just the line cues. So, number nine, Alien... Wrong one. Yep, well... Alien Swirling Saucers in Toy Story Land. Yeah, I mean, not much to say about this. It's an outdoor queue. It is kind of cool with the music and being in Toy Story Land, but yeah, not much to it. Not much to say about it. It's just one of those zigzag lines. A lot of times when we've been, we it's almost been a walk on or maybe fifteen minutes. If it's now not a walk on, we're not going on it. Yeah, now it like on your busier crowd days, it will get longer than that. I wouldn't wait more than thirty minutes for this ride. I would. I'm not waiting. Period. We'll put it that way. Well, <laughs> me and the youngest enjoy it. You would know. It's it's a fun ride. It is. But 
I'd like to do it at Christmas. Yes, they do the Christmas overlay with the music. Now, what I do when we are waiting in this line for the next, like, we'll wait for the next round to go through and then we'll go on, Mm -hmm. is I like to look at things that Disney doesn't want you to look at. Okay. Like, what's around there? Uh Like, they have the go-away green color. Uh-huh. You know, with like the tarp where they paint buildings gre- like this greenish color. They want it to blend in and mm-hmm. it's called go away green. Okay. Well, kind of look around there and see what they don't want you to see. You may see like speakers in the uh, the landscaping or something like that. Yeah. Like, I just try to look for like little, those little things when there's nothing else to look at. Oh. Yeah. I'm just watching people's faces as they're on the ride. <laughs> so. All right. All right. So, so that is number it. nine. Aliens Rolling Not Saucer. much to look at yeah. other than waiting your turn. Uh, number eight, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So again, this is solely on the line. So oftentimes this gets backed up quite a bit outside and it's just those switchback lines. So there's not a lot to look at other than you're staring at the outside of the... Chinese theater. Thank you. I thought I was about to sneeze, so I was trying to get oh. you to talk. No, it is outdoor. The inside part, there are a couple of nods to the former ride of the uh, Great Movie Ride. I never got to ride it. Brittany, you did. I did not. Yes. I, but it's yeah, I was not, really young. There's yeah. not much to it. Now, the pre-show for this is amazing. Yeah. Great yeah. pre-show. But, but the, outside, the, you're just seeing the outside of the theater. Yeah. Then as you go in, you're still seeing things that... Like, they didn't change a whole lot to, like, the main entrance of the Chinese theater, in my opinion. But once you get to the pre-show, that's when you're really getting into Mickey and Minnie's Runaway. Yeah, and you know what? I was very negative about this attraction after we first did it. Uh After we did it last time, it's kind of grown on me a little bit. Yeah. Not so bad. Yeah. Not so bad. Yeah, no, I like it. I like, you know, when you're, I like a, a few different parts of it. It's a fun ride. Yeah, I like you know. the, the dancing with Daisy. The cha cha. the instructor, yep. And I don't know, it's just kind of a fun ride. I did enjoy it more this time than we did the last time. Yes. Maybe because we didn't wait in line. <laughs> we, did the, <laughs> we did the uh, Genie Plus for it. Yeah, but Maybe even the first it. time wasn't a long, long wait. No, but it's just... I do like, though, like if you have extra time, it's not part of the line queue, but if you're standing in front of the Chinese theater, you have like all the like celebrities' handprints. Yeah, the handprint and footprints. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yes. That's really... And there's also some by the entrance to Beauty and the Beast show. There's mm-hmm. handprints. There are. Trust okay. me. They're, they're there. I was too excited to be going to the show, so... <laughs> Trust me, they're there. <laughs> All right. All number... right. Number seven, Rockin' Roller Coaster. Now. Again, this is just when you're waiting in line, not pre-show. The pre-show is awesome. There's been some controversy with the pre-show. We won't get into that, but I'm sure you can look that up. Um, but again, the if you're not underneath the cover and you're in the extended queue outside, you're baking. It's, it's it's because we were out there, yeah. When we were doing the social distancing and all that stuff, yeah, we were out there for an hour sometimes. Yeah. But now, once you get underneath the cover, it's, it's still bad. a switchback though. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a little cool part when you get in that they have like the uh, showboards, like the marquee showboards, okay. and sometimes like they'll have your personal name on there because oh. they read them by your magic your, bands. Yeah, yeah. But that's really about it. When you're there, you're about to go in the pre-show, so that's really it. Okay, see, so I'm going much. off of Zach because I've never been on this ride. So. Wuss. I've been in the gift shop, which the gift shop's pretty cool. 
again, this is this is an intense coaster. You go zero to sixty in like two point eight seconds. It does go upside down two times. And Nolan, our youngest, was gung ho the first time, and then he saw those limos take off, and he was like, "I'm out." Yeah. So don't ever force your kids to do something they don't want to do. When we got up to the front, we simply just told the cast member, hey, he doesn't want to ride it. Brittany was waiting in the gift shop. They let us through to the back part, and then the cast members just let us right back in, and me and Ryan got right back on. Right. So right. don't force your kids onto these rides they don't want to do, because the family in front of us did. and I, It made, didn't go well. I, I don't know. They took off 0 to 60, and we didn't see him again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? Right. But, yeah, and who knows? Ryan, Nolan, maybe, when he gets a little bit older, Mm-hmm. They may want to. Well, they're getting ready to shut it down. And re- I think they're going to retheme it. They're not redoing the whole ride. Yeah, I've I've heard it. the word retheme. Um, so we'll yeah. see. I think it'll be good. Yeah, but like, and like you like he was saying, as far as you know, if there is a member that's just like, okay, I can't do this. I saw it, and oh my gosh, it's not what I thought. You know, like had I been in line too, like I would have been the one just like, okay, me and him, we're not doing it. But it worked out that you know you guys knew I was in the gift shop and that. They had a way to get you there and right back in place. So, All right. So this one, I don't necessarily agree with Brittany's ordering of this, but. And why didn't you tell me that earlier today? I, overall, it's good. Okay. So number six, again, line cue, Slinky Dog Dash. So Slinky Dog Dash, you know, this is where. They have details in this line queue you really need to pay attention to because they are intentional and meant to be there for fun. Between the giant size Elmer's glue bottle to the Slinky Dog Dash and Dodge Mega Coaster Kit instructions, there's just a lot to take in. You might not realize it sometimes when you're just standing around talking with the people you're with, but there are... Like the legit instructions that Andy was supposed to use to build this roller coaster. So you stole that from me. Yes. Because <laughs> we were sitting in line that one time, that first time we did it, and I was like, "Hey, Brittany, the, uh, these are the instructions and the amount of pieces that used to they used to build the roller coaster." And you're like, "No, it's not." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it really is. Yeah. The, the instructions on how they built the coaster are right there. You have to look around. No, there are a lot, there are a lot of switchbacks. Yes, but. Just the music and the ambiance, and you keep you always hear uh, Slinky, not Slinky Dog, but you yeah Slinky Dog. You always hear him go, "Hang on." Yep. And you, it's just it's a good environment, good ambiance. You, you do see those details, and it's just really really cool. Mm-hmm. And the best time to do this at night. At night, you got to do this at night. Skip the day. You're not waiting in that hot sun because it gets, it gets hot. It does. Those fans in that queue do absolutely. It's just blowing nothing. hot air. Yeah. Just blowing the hot air around. But ride it at night. It's amazing. And if you do want to ride this at night, you know who you can reach out to and plan it for you? Who is that? You Can Fly Travels. Go check them out. www.youcanflytravels.com. They are the official sponsor of this podcast, and they are a full-service travel agency specializing in everything Disney. They can plan your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, which if you've been following Kim, You Can Fly Travels on uh, Facebook and Instagram, they did something amazing today. They've done a lot of good They're things. They're in on Disneyland trip, right now, and I'm I'm hesitant to see everything they do because I kind of want to go into Disneyland <laughs> with kind of blinders on and explore on my own and, and well, find yeah. some things out. And I mean, and obviously they're not posting every little thing. No. I'm enjoying seeing the updates because I don't know a whole lot about Disneyland. So, and I think that's what made our first Disney World trip so great because we didn't know that much. We didn't know what we were getting into. We just kind of went. And I kind of want to do that for Disneyland. Like, we have more of an idea of what to expect and what to do. 
but I'm not going in full detail and looking at this stuff to figure out. Right. Okay, so we got off track there. Yeah. Anyway, so Kim's in Disneyland. They're having a blast. They're posting a ton of pictures on things they're doing. Cannot wait to hear back from her about what her experience was. They can plan that. They can plan on Lonnie. They can plan your Disneyland cruise, your Disneyland Paris. I said Disneyland cruise, didn't I? (laughs) Your Disney (laughs) cruise line. Yes. Disneyland Paris and their adventures by Disney trips. So go check them out. www.youcanflytravels.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram at You Can Fly Travels. Kim's posted some great pictures mm-hmm. from their trip at Disneyland. They're still out there right now. Yeah, they've had some Disney magic and everything. They are 100% completely free to use. Free. Yes. Why would you not put the stress of planning and waiting on the hold and doing all this, getting up at whatever time you have to get up at, figuring out which day is 60 days out for your dining reservations? They take care of all that for you. Now, they can't book Genie Plus anymore. Right. Now, that could change again. Could change again. They always change it. Disney Genie Plus changes all the time. But they can pretty much do everything else for you, answer any questions you have, if you need to make changes, if new specials come out and they realize it applies to dates that you are already booked for, they'll reach out to you and say, hey, we're going to apply this special rate because you're going to be there at that time, even if the rates get changed after your booking. Yep, so go check them out, www.youcanflytravels.com, and you'll get a free gift if you tell them you heard about them from us. Yes. All right. Yes, and uh, so real quick, back to Slinky Dog Dash. I believe on the Play Disney Parks app, there's also one of those interactive games when you're in this line queue. Cool. Yes, so that can help you pass your time as long as you have a smart device that's charged. Because, again, wait times here, they can fluctuate. Towards the end of the night is, is the best time to go. They're a little bit slower. It is, and it's just, it's just really awesome to see it all lit up at night. It too. is awesome at night. Yes. All right, what is next? All right, number five. Don't hate us. Okay, so this is <laughs> the line queue. Not the ride or the pre-show, not the experience, but the line queue. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance at number five. Don't hate us. <laughs> so the queue, it is kind of, okay, so it's not one of the worst ones. That's why it's not, you know, it's top five, right? It is like you're going into a rebel base in a hidden mountain or cave or whatever it's supposed to be in. So you do get that. And there's some cool, like, lockers along the way where there's some rebel outfits and, like, some weapons and guns. And there is like a little planning area and stuff, but that's really about it. Yeah, you know, I mean, like the description, if you look it up online, the description makes it sound like it's even more to it than what it is, because this is what online says. The gateway to the encampment is marked by a large turret. From there, a pathway leads deeper into the forest toward towering cliffs and the crumbling remains of an ancient civilization. While some of the queue is outside, most of it's inside which will be welcome in the hot summer months. You'll weave through low stone walls, time-worn pillars, and tight corridors as you progress further into the base, hearing military communications chatter along the way. The first section of the queue is quite long with many chambers, but be sure to look at all of the items along the way while you're waiting. So it is, I think, when we, I need to go through this queue again and pay more attention to it. So this may be a go-back to. Because yeah. we did do the virtual queue twice, right. but we didn't like 
We got through relatively quickly. We did, and I think it was because we were just so excited those first couple of times that we were getting to experience it that, like, there weren't tons of people, like, ahead of us where we are having to stop, go, stop, go. We did go, not have go. to wait that much, no. Right, so I think we were just trying to get to where we were going. I did try to pay attention to some of the details, but, again, top five. I mean, it's not a horrible yeah. cue. No, it's not, and again... This is just the line cue, not the ride itself or the pre-show. All right. So this one is beating out <laughs> Rise of Resistance. Brittany? Yes, and I might say something wrong in the description or pronounce it wrong, but Star Tours number four. The Adventure Begins. Yes. So, well, I think now it's changed to The Adventures Continue. Conti- yeah, because they added the new yes. shows. So... You can't miss this entrance. You have those large, what are they called? The AT. The, uh... Okay, so this ages you, depending <laughs> on how you pronounce it. Just A certain generation calls it ATATs, yes. and another generation calls it ADATs. Okay. I call them ADATs. Okay, well, you, there's these those large things <laughs> that are looming above. And it so, you know, this ride, for those of you that aren't sure what it is, it's a 3D space flight with different scenes. You don't know what combination you may get. It's, you know, quite a few different scenarios. And so once you're underneath the ATAT or whatever you want to call it, the outside. Brittany is not a Star Wars person <laughs> if you have not noticed by now. The outside portion of the queue looks just like the Ewok Forest Village of Endor. At night, you'll even hear the Ewoks partying, which I would love to hear that because I love the Ewoks. Inside, you'll find yourself in a... Tell me what movie the Ewoks are from. I don't know. (laughs) I've seen it quite a few times, but I don't know. All right. Inside, you'll find yourself in a spaceport terminal, essentially a space airport. Catch C-3PO and R2-D2, as well as hidden Disney references throughout this queue. So why this is high up? Because you're in the village, you're in the the moon of Endor, yeah. the Ewok village, yes. the at at. It's all awesome, right? right? It all just looks really, really cool. And you get in, you feel like you're going on a vacation. You really do feel like you're going on a space vacation. You got R two D two and C three PO working on the replica of the vehicle you're going to be going on. Right. And if you look around, you will see the destination that they have when they're boarding. It really does feel like you're going on a vacation in space. Yeah. They did such a great job with this queue. They did. And so, and that's why this one beat out Rise of the Resistance as far as line queues go. And you may be the rebel spy. That is true. Ryan, our oldest, who does not like to spotlight at all, (laughs) was the rebel spy the first time, second time he went on it. Mm -hmm. Yep. You don't know who they're going to pick, but they'll show a little picture of you on the screen. Yeah. But no, this is a great queue. I wish. I could spend more time in this queue and really like check everything out, look at the details. Cause there's much more in here, I'm sure, if you just look around for a few more minutes. But usually when we get on, it's just like walk on or maybe like a 15 minute wait. Mm-hmm. Usually. Usually. So, yeah. but yeah, great queue. Yes. All right. That moves us on to number three Toy Story Midway Mania. So this queue is set up. For where it's like you're stepping into Andy's room and you see the many toys and games from his toy chest. Think like crayons and dominoes, letter blocks, etch a sketch. There's 
a lot of fun references and nostalgia as you walk through this queue. And then what's really impressive is the animatronic, Mr. Potato Head, which interacts with guests. He helps pass that time while you're waiting there telling jokes and stories. And something to keep in mind, if you do a lightning lane, you'll bypass this. You'll bypass, yes. This queue is just awesome. This queue makes me feel like a kid again. Yes. But they got the music going. They have like the board games, Candyland and all that that you see going through it. Yes. It's just a great queue. It it's really a is. fun queue. We've done Lightning Lane the past few times, but you know, I wouldn't mind waiting 30 to 45 minutes in this queue. Oh, yeah. I really wouldn't. And I mean, I've seen this queue. We have waited 30 to 45 lot, <laughs> a lot yes, longer than that, too. And I've, I've seen this queue a lot more than you have, too, because this is one of those when you and Ryan are off doing like Tower of Terror or um, Rock and Roller Coaster that. You know, Nolan and I, are, he calls it Pew Pew ever since he was little. So it's always, hey, let's just go ride Pew Pew. And then we get off of it. Hey, let's do it again. Let's go ride Pew Pew. So. It's just, just a fun attraction. We all yeah. love it. It's just a great queue. Again, I don't mind waiting 30 to 40 minutes in this queue. Yeah. And even as you get closer to the, like the boarding area, I mean, you really are meant to be the size of toys because... You're in Andy's room. You're in Andy's room. You're way underneath the doorknob of the door. Uh, you know, just, I mean, definitely pay attention to all the detail. When just you're a really, here. yeah, so much detail. There's so much to look at. And the music just makes you, just brings you back to a kid again. Yeah. I just like everything about this. Just a great cue all around. Right. It's awesome. Yes. And I don't know, like I like starting the day at this ride personally, I guess because it's a more it's of just a melon thing a little bit it too. Is, yeah. And then just the music and it just brightens and lightens up your day. You yeah. Know? So like you guys rope dropped. We either do we usually do rock and roller coasters. Yeah, and you know, Nolan and I headed here and waited and I don't know. It's just a great way to start. It's, the day. It is a, just the music is really upbeat and if you get there early enough, there's not a thousand and five screaming and yelling like this place. Gets, I love Toy Story Land. Careful, you're going to punch the mic there? Yeah. <laughs> I love Toy Story Land, but in the middle of the day, I can't go in there. It's nuts. <laughs> it is intense, man. I, I, I got to get out of there. Yeah. This is too but Early much. in the morning, later in the day, it's it is a little much quieter. Better, but yeah. it's just so crowded. And I, I mean, everybody with the kids are going to go there. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not hating on that at all. Right. But it's just for me, I'm like, whew. It's a bit much. It's it's too much. Yeah. yeah. But morning, evening, great times. Mm-hmm. All right. Number two, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. So, again, this is line queue. Uh, you'll first get an up-close view of the back and side of the Falcon. Next, you'll head inside the mechanic shop with ships and intricate de- details, including engines powering up. Or voices on the intercom that make you feel like you're in in an actual space shipyard. You'll get another unique view looking down onto the Falcon and Black Spire Outpost before heading into the pre-show with uh, where you'll find Hondo, the animatronic. Just a great cue. Mm-hmm. Just all the stuff going on. You really do feel like you're in this place getting ready to go somewhere. Yes. But now if you do the lightning lane or single rider, you don't see it. You'll yeah. bypass this. You'll go straight to that to the pre-show. And the sounds like they are legit because it's so, it's, it's so, it is like the engine powering up and on. It's on so and off. cool seeing the Falcon. Yeah. So cool. Mm-hmm. 
so cool. Me and Ryan walked through it at closing and walked right up to the end. And it was just when there was nobody else in there and you could hear it was still, it was really, really cool. Yeah. It was just such a, such a great cue. Now the ride, if you're the pilot, it's awesome. <laughs> if you're not the pilot, right, it's not that it great. It can be a different experience. Yeah. But the lobby, I'm sorry, not the lobby, the queue. Yeah, She's but like good. we've been like the gunners and I've enjoyed it because that usually means the boys are the pilots. So I enjoy seeing them piloting and then we're still doing what we're supposed to too. So, so I didn't think like the gunners or the engineers were as important as the ride makes it out to be. They really are. Yeah. Because me difference. and Ryan at that last time we did it, mm-hmm. we were flying the heck out of that thing. Yeah. And the gunners and stuff were not doing that good of a job. And we only got one thing of coaxium. Oh. And it was their fault, not ours. Yeah. So, Uh-oh. keep that in mind. Yeah. Did y'all I'm, let them have it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I walked out and kind of said, man, y'all need to get better at this under my breath. Oh. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do that. But you get to see the Falcon. You get to see the board. And you get to see all that cool stuff. It's such a great pre-show. Well, man, the pre-show show is going to be tough. Whenever we do that. Whenever we do it. Man. Yep. All right. Number one. (laughs) All right. Number one line queue at Hollywood Studios is the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. So the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror queue is one of the most detailed in all four theme parks. And it immediately immerses guests. After passing through the attraction gates, guests wind their way through a foggy garden where screams and jazz music echo in the background. Once inside the tower hotel lobby, guests immediately can sense that something strange happened as there are personal items and luggage just simply left behind, covered in years' worth of dust, with props from the television series and an incredible amount of detail everywhere you look. The queue is one of the best. So when we were talking about this list, we both agreed we were like, Tower of Terror has to be first. Yeah. Has to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, I was going back and forth with one or two, but yes. But th- this has to be. This is, I know I talk about the detail in Expedition Everest. Mm-hmm. This one's right there with it. Right, right. The gardens are really nice. I mean, they're just gardens leading up to the the hotel, but they start to get you in that mindset with the music playing. You hear the screaming from the Tower <laughs> of Terror. Yes. You know, it's just really cool. And a little... Side note here, once you get up to the top, before you get in the hotel, mm-hmm. you may see a character. Hmm, okay. Maybe. We saw one, me and Ryan did, when we last time we did it. Okay. Because you know how when you exit, there's that Joffrey's right there. Mm-hmm. You don't know. I haven't ridden it enough to... So when you exit, there's a Joffrey's right outside the uh, gift shop. And on the top, right before you go into the lobby, there's like a terrace area. Okay. You may see a character or two from time to time out there. Oh. Kind of cool. Yeah. Well, now that you're saying that, I think I've heard about characters well, there. Well, me and Ryan saw one. Okay. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> so anyway, but once you get in the lobby, man, <laughs> they, the Imagineers went on a just, what can we do amazing in this queue? All of the props are not props. They are antiques from antique stores in Hollywood. From from, that era. From that era, from the 1930s era. Mm -hmm. All of it is authentic. 
You do do you know how they make these spider webs and stuff? Super glue and then they spray like water on it. Oh. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And the most interesting part of this cue to me mm-hmm. is there is a uh, this has been past Disney trivia, so I did not use it this week. Otherwise I was like, ooh, I'm like, no, party used it. <laughs> There's a board game, Mahjong. Uh-huh. So the whole story of the Tower of Terror, I'm not going to do the whole story, but all the guests disappeared all of a sudden, right? Right, right. The board game of Mahjong, they had professional Mahjong players come in, mm-hmm. and in the middle of the game, they told them to stop and walk away. Hmm. So it looks like someone who's like a professional Mahjong player was like, hey, they didn't finish that game. Oh. <laughs> that, that's how detailed this cue is. Oh, wow. So awesome. The, the pre-show is so cool. Mm-hmm. Everything about this attraction, I mean, it's one of the best attractions in all of Walt Disney World. But the queue got to be number one. It's going to be in the top five overall. I mean, can't not have it. For the queue. For yeah. the queues overall, it's going to be in top five. Same right. right now. Right. But yeah. Yeah, like it's not my favorite ride because, of course, the one time I experienced it, we had the sequence of huge epic. drops. Completely epic. It was awesome. I got to repost those on. I mean, these drops. Like I, I've I had watched so many videos, had talked to so many people, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you drop it, you know, it's not bad." No, that was the f- longest sequence of drops I've ever been on in that ride. Yeah, it had to be when I was on there. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, I came off that ride shaking. Usually, they drop you a little bit, then raise you back up, then drop you a little bit further. Than ra- no, they was like all the way down, yeah. and then all the way back up, and then all the way back. Like they were, five times. It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. I was loving it. Yeah, you were laughing all the way off that ride while I was just Oh, man, trembling. it was so good. So good. All right. That's it. Run it down again, Brittany. All right. So, again, these were just the line cues. I keep specifying that because I don't want you to think that we are talking solely about the ride or the pre-shows. So, the line cues in order from number nine, Alien Swirling Saucers. Number eight, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Number seven, Rock and Roller Coaster. Number six, Slinky Dog Dash. Number five, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Number four, Star Tours. Number three, Toy Story Midway Mania. Number two, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. And number one, The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. All right, and that brings us to Disney Trivia this week. I had... I didn't have video of the Disney trivia that I really wanted. I, again, this is when I need to go down, bust by myself, and take good footage of stuff when I go down. But anyway, this week's Disney trivia question was, when did Hondo Onaka of Onaka Transport make his first appearance in the Star Wars universe? And when was that? Uh, Matthew J. Trask from Instagram answered uh, Clone Wars. So I was... Looking, so he's going to be the winner this week. Congratulations, Matthew J. Crass from Instagram. But I was wanting a little bit more detail. Okay. Specifically, season one, episode 11 of Clone Wars, named Dooku Captured. So that's when he first This was his first appearance in the Star Wars uh, realm. And Hondo Inaka is a weak way and is an infamous pirate. How he, so this episode was about Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi trying to go capture Count Dooku. And as they always do, they kind of get in some trouble <laughs> and fail yeah. their mission. Mm-hmm. Well, Hondo Anaka and his pirates were trying to capture 
Count Dooku's ship, not caring who he was. Right. But he ended up capturing Count Dooku in the end. Huh. So, yeah. Okay. And I really like, so Hondo Anok has a very unique character arc, I think, through Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. I'm curious to see how they write him into the Ahsoka series, because he's going to have to be in it. The way he was in Rebels, he's going to have to be in the Ahsoka series. So I'm curious how they write him into that. I would like to. I would like for there to be a book about Hondo, because I think it'd be interesting. Because he's had a very interesting character arc throughout the cartoons. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Congratulations, Matthew. All right. Let us know how would you rank the cues at Hollywood Studios. You can email us comments at circleofparks.com. You can go to our website and let us know there www.circleofparks.com. You can go check out our socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can message us there, all at Circle of Parks. Just let us know what you think. How would you rank them? Were we wrong? Were we right? I don't think there's really a right or wrong answer. No. no. But would, would you agree? How would, would you change it how up? How would you do it? And if you like the podcast, please go share us with your friends and give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to our sponsor, You Can Fly Travels. Kim, we love you. Thank you so much. Hope you're having a great time in Disneyland. Go check them out, www.youcanflytravels.com. Brittany, take us away. All right. We will talk to you next week. All right.